Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy For Me and I'm sat in the garden. It's 6.48 on Saturday morning um, and for reasons that will become apparent when I start talking I just felt I needed to be out here but one thing I am going to say, well two things I'm going to say actually before we start. One, it's still cold, it's still nippy. I've got a I've got a pair of jogging suit bottoms on and a sweatshirt, and I'm 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 feeling it a bit on the old fingers, if I'm being honest. Uh, and secondly, I've got a I've got a brew on the go, um, and it's in my Henderson's Relish uh, mug that Josh got me for my birthday, which is fast becoming my favourite mug. Now this it's slightly at odds because it's China. It's a it's a. Um, you would expect with Henderson's Relish, which is, which is you know elegant but a little industrial, that you'd it'd be more kind of a, a solid kind of mug. But it's a China mug. But actually, it works. It really works. And I will post a picture of my my brew. In fact, I'll probably stop and post a picture of my brew now, uh, and then and then crack on with the rest. Anyway, while I'm doing that, you can have a bit of twangy guitar. <laughs> Right, I've posted my picture so I can start. I've also had a slurp of my tea, so everything's going, everything's going according to plan. Um, I, I need to give you a notebook update. I can't believe, I can't believe I'm giving you a notebook update, but I'm going to give you a notebook update. Um, and there's a, there's a salutary lesson in here, uh, but also there's something that de- definitely seems to happen as you get older, which is you get fixated on certain little things, and then you do you do research and you find things out that you didn't know. So let's start with the, the the lesson. The lesson is there's no way to bypass the things that you um, have become accustomed to or that you, you... What I'm trying to say is I ordered a notebook and I don't like it. And the reason I don't like it is because it's not the same size as the one that I should have ordered and I tried to find an alternative and it didn't work. And every time I do that, every time I look around and think, oh, I'll... I'll have one of these, it's nearly the same as the thing I like. I'm kidding myself because I've arrived at the stage in my life where the things that I like are the things that I like and there's no point trying to find something new because it's just not going to be the same. And it's sad in a lot of ways um, because you should be able to... And it's not that I don't find new things that I like and it's not I don't find new and exciting things, but they are new. As in, once I've settled into a groove with something, I've kind of got to continue in that groove. So I ordered, I ordered this notepad that looked identical to the ones that I had, or the one that I had, and it wasn't. It was, it was a, it was a bit bigger. It was A5, and I realised that the moleskin that I had, they're not A5. In my head, I thought they were, but they're not. They're smaller, and I like the fact that it's smaller. So it arrived, and it's okay. It's a solid notebook. It's a solid, solid notebook, and I will give this notebook to somebody because it's a lovely thing and it's great and there will be somebody who's not as picky as me who will be absolutely fine with it and it's i i will make a point of passing passing that notebook on um but the fact of the matter is i've i've, I've now ordered um a moleskin which is what i wanted because i've cracked i've cracked the pen loop um saga the whole story behind the pen loop is very simple i went back to um, my original or one of my original notepads because I had two and it was the second one that's, that's broken 
and realised that the pen loop that was in there was just stuck in. It was it was just a thing you can buy them, uh, and I for years just assumed because the two were the same that, um, that that that's how they came. But actually, no, that's not how they came. When and they were both sure ones, and when Shaw did them, when whoever in the marketing department did these notepads, they retrofitted the pen loop, and I've since been out and I've bought the very same pen loop, and I've now ordered the same size pad that I had before, the same size notebook I had before, and it's on its way. And it's, I feel very comfortable, very zen about the fight, um, but I've, it's a lesson to myself to not do that thing that I've tried to do again, which is try to find an alternative for whatever reason, when in reality, all I need to do is, is just find a way to do the thing that I'm comfortable with, which is what I've ultimately done. Now, as I say, it involves some research this time, and I know more information now about moleskin notebooks and pen loops than any human needs to know. Um, and the problem is that has replaced something useful, there's no doubt. That, that information is now stored, and I am now a little bit of an authority on it. Didn't want to be, but I am. But th there's a sense of calm now about the fact that when my, my second notebook... Uh, of this particular saga turns up tomorrow and I stuck my pen loop in and I've got the whole thing now about making sure I stick the pen loop straight because that's that moment. It's a bit like when you sign the back of a credit card um, that, you, that you, you desperately want to do your signature to look like your signature uh, because you've got one shot at it and I've got one shot to stick the pen loop in straight and it will play with me if I don't. So apart from that little bit of a, that little bit of a minefield I've still got to navigate, the rest of it is all is all fine. Um, and a shout out to the Forbes notebook I bought, just to say again, there's nothing wrong with it. It just wasn't, it's just not the one. It's fine, it's perfectly great, it's just not the one. <laughs> I'm going to talk about two things that are starting to fold in on themselves. Um, and I've talked about these things folding in on themselves before, and maybe it's just me trying to rush these things into being um, because I desperately want them to fold in on themselves be because it's n neither situation. Well, they're both situations are linked and neither of them have, have been particularly good for any of us, I think. Um, I was on, uh, I was recording with Steve H., um, when the Trump verdict uh, flashed across the screen in his hotel room. Um, and, the, you know, we know to a certain extent post um, the January the 6th that, that the whole sheen was coming off the Trump experiment, but he was stubbornly staying there um, and, you know, looking like he would, he would potentially get the Republican nomination for no other reason than not enough people were prepared to stand up to him and this mythical base that he has which isn't the same as it was in terms of size was still was still hardcore enough to make a difference the judgment um is is interesting on a number of uh, counts um it's particularly interesting um because it, it came so quickly um, we, we're going to get into a semantic argument about 
the difference between rape or sexual abuse, which is, which we shouldn't do because it completely misses the point of, of, of what's being discussed here. Um, this was never about proving that one way or the other. This was a this was about you know breaking breaking that illusion um, that that a man can do whatever they want and get away with it. Um, and I think the fact that the jury arrived at a, a conclusion so quickly is is really really telling. Um, it's a strange quirk of the American system that defamation brings about uh, a bigger set of damages than than uh, sexual assault. Um, but it's very much a quirk of the American system. So I don't think we need to get into that, you know, in in too much detail. I think. I think this is just another it's this is this might be the killer blow to a certain extent but this is just going to fracture off and a little more an element of that support and then what's going to happen and we're going to talk about the example of this happening in the UK a bit later on but then it just it just breaks people away that 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 group that was a certain size that believed in this thing you know completely um, is now is now, it's not fracturing because that would suggest a split down the middle and that's not what's happening. We just lose, it's an erosion. We're losing things around the edge. And and what this is gonna do, this is, this is going to erode a few more away from the edge. And then what will happen is that group, that MAGA group will then turn on the people who, who have eroded away because that's, that's what happens in these situations. And we're, I mean, I don't think we're in the end game yet, though I, I'm not convinced he's going to get the nomination. And I think now people like DeSantis will, will, will have to go after him and they're going to have to at some point press this button and go after him, um, you know, in, in the way that needs to happen and should have happened years and years ago. It should never have got this far. Um, but it's the first. It's the first stage. I mean, the, the UK press has been. It, it covered. It, you know, it was across the UK press for a while, but it didn't last very, very long. But this, this to me is a. This is a slow burn. This is now there. This is in the ether. This is, you know, this is something that he's not going to be able to get away from, and this is going to come up again and again and again, as it rightly should. Um, and I think, as I say, it's not a fracture. It's an erosion. But I think, as with a lot of those things, once that erosion starts, you, you know, it isn't it isn't going to stop. Um, and I'm going to I'm going to talk to this again, you know, a, about a UK example, um, because I think it's quite an, an interesting. I mean, there are so many parallels between the you know the the populist movement in in the UK and the populism around Brexit, and then the populist movement around Trump, and and it, it is kind of ironic that we get a bit of it in, in both weeks this week. Wednesday. I need to shout out to um, the, the, the primary Jason in my life, um, particularly because this is about another Jason in my life, but I need to shout out to the primary Jason in my life, fellow podcast host and travelling companion. Um, and before we start, I must mention that he, he did a gig, um, I think it must have been over the weekend, or certainly the early part of this week, and wherever the venue was, they had screens on stage, and his name flashed up 
in, in, in massive, and it wasn't in lights because it was on a screen, but it was like his name was in massive lights. And there's a wonderful picture on Facebook of, uh, of him st- stood there singing with his name emblazoned on the back, which I thought was, was lovely. Um, and obviously rang him to tell him that I'd seen it just to just to you know stoke his ego just a, a little bit um but very well deserved he's a, he's a fantastic fella and i need to sh- shout out and thank him because um i he he introduced me to jason isbell um and we've talked about this because i own a jason isbell signature guitar but I actually didn't had knew nothing about jason isbell when i bought it i just liked the guitar and he introduced me to Jason Isbell and he um, took me to see Jason Isbell because he had a spare ticket and I've been very much taken with Jason Isbell since. Well, while we were away, um, while we were away in, um, in California, he let me know there was this Jason Isbell documentary and he desperately tried to watch it while he was in the US uh, because it's a HBO thing and we, we couldn't get it, he couldn't get it. And you couldn't be without an American credit card. Uh, or a, an American address or whatever it was, you couldn't, um, it must have been a credit card, you couldn't sign up for HBO even for a trial. So we weren't able to to watch it locally, but he managed to get hold of a copy because he knows somebody who worked on the documentary. So we got hold of this copy and and he watched it and he sent it to me and he said, just watch this, just watch it. And so I, I watched it this week and it is incredibly powerful. Um, it's incredibly raw. Um, I had so much time for this guy uh, and his talent um, because he's a consummate singer-songwriter uh, and a consummate performer. And on the back, and, and I guess he was a troubled human being. And on the back of watching this documentary, he's a really, a, a really decent but troubled man who is who is, you know, in equal part brilliant and struggling. And um, this, this documentary is called Running With Our Eyes Closed, uh, which I don't think when you watch it, I don't think what was captured is, is, is what they intended to capture. It was intended on being a Jason Isbell in the studio writing an album because it was the Reunions album. And it started in 2019, but then it, it bumped into a whole load of um, issues that him and his wife were having uh, around their marriage. It bumped into a whole load of issues around the fact that he works with his wife. She's in his band, um, while she's also an artist in her own right. So I don't want to say she's in his band as because that's not. She's an incredibly talented human being, but she is. She's part of his support structure. She's she plays in the 400 unit band, um, and it's. It's just a really sobering um, experience watching watching this documentary because we bump into their marital issues, we bump into the challenges with having a situation that's like theirs, which is the only way that he he can kind of plot a way through his particular set of demons. Um, but then they bump into COVID as well, and you see the strain of that on somebody who is out and about and gigging and he's doing his thing because he finds his way of understanding the world not only through the music he writes though that's clearly very painful to him um, but also through taking that music out and sharing it with the world and then what happens to that personality type that person when you effectively lock that person up um, it, I don't know how and when and it will be available 
um, to watch. I don't know at what point it's available over here. I don't, I don't know if it still is. But when it is, I would absolutely recommend it, um, even if it's not your kind of thing, even if not your kind of music, because it, it's a it's a a, 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 a really um, incredible piece of um, piece of commentary is the wrong word as a as a as an insight into the life of a creative and an artist it, it really is um, worth watching and I think it's worth reminding ourselves of, of, of the deal that's done of the Faustian pact that's made um, by the people who bring us the things that mean so much to us and that resonate so much what, what people go through to get to that point these things aren't knocked out in a matter of minutes. These these things are are, are just incredibly difficult, um, and 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 it's very very starkly on display in in this particular film. <laughs> So kind of back to politics and the UK, we talked a bit about Trump, the UK example. Um, Rishi's made the very pragmatic decision to, um, to abandon the EU retained law bill or whatever it's, whatever it's called. But basically this was the bill that when they pushed it through would actually just, just get rid of all retained EU legislation. It would burn it in a moment, and it would it would set the, the you know Whitehall with the task of of having to replace all that legislation and, and 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 take it off the British statute book and replace it with something else. And it was clearly not workable. A, a bonfire of legislation to that extent is really, really, really dangerous. And it isn't that we haven't accepted the fact that outside of the EU, that some of this stuff needs to change and modify. But to do it in that way, which was which was some kind of Brexit freedom, if there is such a thing as a Brexit freedom, which I don't think there is, but um, it, was, it was some kind of statement. Um, the, the, this experiment, which is now proving, or certainly looking more flawed by the day, you know, at the point when, when, when theory and hubris hits reality, um, this was something you could say, well, we've done that, we've done that, we've done this, this is that take back control moment. Even though the legislation we have, the infrastructure we have is what makes, you know, life work to a certain extent. Certainly what makes society, society work as a thing. Um, but there was this desire that we can do, we, let's do this because we can. Um, and Rishi's, you know, woken up to the fact that it's, it's just not practical. So, so it, 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 like a lot of things that were, were all, you know, nonsense and we're all stoking the base and we're all culture war issues or whatever they were and you look at something like Channel 4 or any number of things, he's just said, no, this, this stops, it's not going to work, it stops. Um, and so what's now happened is that the, the Brexiteers now are turning in on themselves and we're further on in that group. If you take where the ERG's at, that's now just a, a small rump of nutters now really it's 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 mainstream appeal has disappeared it doesn't have the same sway over the party that it had and we're now getting the remnants of, of that rump you know and in this case it was Rhys Mogg this week just now turning on the Prime Minister turning on Sunak and look I'm not a huge Sunak fan I think he's a I think he's a technocrat. I think he's, he's you know, I think he's, he's relatively competent and he's making some pragmatic decisions. I don't know if it's going to be enough. Uh, and, I, and I certainly wouldn't say he was an inspirational 
leader and I don't think he's somebody that necessarily is, is, is I think he's what the Tory party needs at the moment but I don't know if he's necessarily what the what I think the country perhaps needs a, a, a different take on it but we'll come back to that on a, on, a, on a future episode but the fact is he's making some sensible decisions because he needs the fallout to stop and this is a this is a relatively sensible decision. You could argue you should never gone this far, but it's a relatively sensible decision. But now we're we're back with them turning on themselves, and we're just further on in that game, I think, than maybe the US is. I think maybe with the US, the the the, the nature of the worship was far deeper than it was over here. I don't know if Brexit was ever more than a a passing phase to a lot of people, a vehicle to use. And I think the Trump things are, you know, has, has, has managed to infect the, the, the US psyche um, a, lot, a lot, lot deeper. But, but yes, same week, same example. Um, interesting to see. Uh, nice to watch these people just be seen for what they are, just, just literally howling at the moon. Um, but I, I, don't, I don't know. This, is, this one's unpicked very, very quickly. Friday. I'm just looking down at the recordings and I, I started off this morning not really knowing what I was going to talk about as I often do and I've done 20 minutes already and I've still got a section to go I don't know how, it, how this happens I think just switch your microphone on for me and that's it I just, I just seem to start maybe, maybe I should stop switching microphones on anyway um, the reason why I'm in the garden um, and it is still cold by the way the brew was good but it's still cold was just that I, I was in the bathroom this week and I heard nature. And it came as a shock because I, I don't seem to have heard nature much this year. Nature's clearly been going on. Things have been growing. Everything seems to have moved on. But to say that we're nearly in the middle of May, um, nature seems to have been operating a little bit in the background and very, very quietly. And, and yet somehow we've, we've got birds all of a sudden, we've got the sounds of nature all of a sudden that I'd not recalled hearing this far. And I thought, do you know what, even though it's still not at that point, and I've had a few coffees in the back garden mid-morning, but it's not had anything like as many as I would like, because it is still cold. And, you know, I'm going to go for a run this morning, I'm still going to be wearing a long sleeve base layer. Um, with, you know, with a t-shirt on top when I go for a run because it is, you know, I don't even know what the temperature is now but I can, I can definitely feel it on my fingers um, but it sounds like it should and I'd not noticed it sounding like this for a while I'd not noticed it sound, sounding like this so far this year so I just thought let's capture that because there definitely is a whole lot of nature going on at the moment which is a really nice thing I mean the crazy thing is I've cut the lawn twice so far this year. I've washed my car more than I've cut my lawn and I don't wash my car. Though I, I'm starting to get into that middle-aged thing of washing my car. I keep looking at it going, ooh, ooh, and then actually getting the hosepipe out and actually doing it. I think I've washed the car about four times so far this year. I mean, once a month, there or thereabouts for me on a car wash is unheard of. I mean, it was kind of a once a year thing and then maybe I'd take it down and let somebody else have a crack at it, but I've actually done it. I waxed it yesterday. I mean, it was this rapid wax thing that's relatively easy. You spray it on and you, you rub it in and then you buff it to a shine. But still, I spent 10 minutes waxing a car. I, it, 
it's scary because it actually made perfect sense that I would wash and wax the car. Um, and that's never made perfect sense to my brain before. So I don't know where, what direction this is forcing me in. I, I don't know if I'm 100% happy about it, but I felt a sense of um, inner karma when I'd done it, which in of itself is worrying. Um, where do we, how do we get to cars? We got to cars because I've washed the car more than I the lawn. Again, none of that makes sense. So um, if the sun can play its part and get out a bit, nature's trying its best. Hopefully we, we, we perhaps should be, I mean, look, in, in a fortnight, I'm gonna be moaning that I'm too hot, so, but I, I'll take it, for the time being, I'll take it. But if nothing else, I'm outside, this is nature, it's going on, it's 20 past seven. Um, I've got the joy of uh, going out for a run in, in maybe the next half hour or so, which, is, which brings that, that rush. Uh, that adrenaline rush um, that 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 starts the day off that starts the day off right. I might treat myself to a chocolate milk today. It's all it's all it's all all right. You know what? It's all all right. Um, and and with that, I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave it with you. Stay safe. I hope you're well. Stay safe. Um, the, the, the Jason Isbell documentary has reminded me that we're not in lockdown and we can get out and about and we can do stuff. So go and do something for the weekend. Enjoy it. Have a nice time. Do something. Go and find out about notebooks. Go and, you know, go, go and find out a lot of information about something that really is not that important in the scheme of things. Um, but may bring you a bit of inner peace and a bit of inner calm because it's certainly done that for me this week. and share as you see fit. This has been an A Short Stories production.